Hello, it's Galathea. Oh, croaky voice. Hello, it's Galathea. How are you? Um, it's uh, episode 48 of the podcast. I hope you're well. Right, um, today, a few things to get through today, so I don't know how long this podcast will be, but I've got a few things I want to cover off. Because it's been an interesting week since I last did my me, me podcast, and a few things have happened which I think I would like to share with you, and I think you might get some value from. And I'm going to start off with something that I did last Wednesday. Now, I don't think I talked about this in the last podcast, but I'm still going to talk about it today. Because last Wednesday, I was um, spending some time. I did. I had John Steely, the photographer, and um, John gets mentioned on all my podcasts. He's become like the uh, the guest, even if he's not here, he's like a guest. He's always, um, there's always something comes up that I can reference back to John. So hello, John. I hope you're well. And one thing that I was doing when John came over last time, we had a bit of a kind of mentoring session and a chit-chat, and we like to get together once uh, every now and again. Generally, once a week, we'll get a catch-up if we can. Well, last week, I was doing something with John Gray. I had a camera on my desk. It was um, one of my little video cameras, and he kind of, you know, asked, as inquisitive, because Johnny's inquisitive as he is, asked me, what's this camera about? And I told him, I said, look, I'm thinking of starting to do uh, a few more videos. And... I had an idea in my mind which kind of slipped out while while I was mentioning the video to him. I said, I've had a bit of an idea to do a video every single day. And more than that, I wanted to do a video every single day for a year. And he, he got quite excited. He said, ooh, he said, like a, like a video challenge, you know, a daily video. Um, and within a, a very short conversation, we'd both agreed to take on a challenge to do a video every single day, a short video every single day for 365 days. And John's joined me on that. So we are now into day eight today. So we've been at this a week now. And it's funny because I had been putting off doing video for, for quite a while. I have no ex- I have no excuse. You know, I have, I'm sat on a desk here looking at a camera. I've got other cameras. I've got ca- more cameras than, than probably any man needs. But they're all designed to record video. So they've all got microphones on top and they all make good video. So I've had all this equipment, but I've been unable to get back into the 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 practice and the habit of recording on a regular basis. So I wanted something that was going to give me that kind of kick back into it. And I thought sometimes the best way to do anything is to do a challenge around it. I'm a great believer in that. I think if you want to do something and you want to make it habitual, then you have to start a challenge. And if you start off with a 30-day challenge, that sometimes can be enough to kick a, a habit into place. But I'm also starting to have a bit of a different idea around the 30-day challenges because I think they're very useful. I think they get you into it. But I think longer challenges sort of really ram ram home to you what you're doing and it really becomes habitual. And I've learned that through me, me walking and me running. Um, the last 12 months, the last two years, I'd say, I've been running on a regular basis pretty much five times a week. And last year, I ran pretty much every day. And this year, I'm, I'm kind of about five days a week average at the moment. I'm doing a bit more at the moment. I'm out a bit more, but I had a couple of months off. So getting into the habit of doing something on a regular basis really helps you solidify that practice. Um, so it works with the walking and the running, and I think it will work with the, the videos. So I'm as I say, I'm seven days in. Day eight is today of this challenge. John's in with me as well, and, and he's done the same thing. He's done the videos for seven days. And it's funny... Once you've once you've made a decision to do a challenge by yourself, that's powerful. I think you can do a lot if you challenge yourself to do something, providing you've got you know a little bit of willpower at times to push on through because it does get tough. 
But the one thing that can really help when you're doing it, doing anything that you want to become good at and you want to do on a regular basis is to do it with somebody else. And John's a good friend of mine, and I, I enjoy spending time with him. And I, and I know he's a bit of a kind of he likes a challenge. He's a bit of a kind of a, a grafter, is John. You know, I know he'll I know he'll do this challenge because he won't want to be the one that doesn't do the video one day. And I know I certainly won't be want to be the person who doesn't do the video one day. So I think because the way we set it up. And the, the kind of parameters around it, I think it's more than doable and it, and it will be interesting. So I'll explain what the parameters are. The video has got to be recorded and uploaded to the social media platforms by seven o'clock on the day of, on that day. So, you know, you can put it up earlier, but you've got to get it up for seven o'clock. Now, I know that might sometimes be difficult and we can have challenges. I think John's went up a bit later last night. So, John, you were a little bit late putting it up, but we'll forgive you for that because this is all part of a challenge. It's learning the, the bits that you're going to have to maybe think about where the challenges might lie within the challenge. And the video has only got to be short. It's no longer than five minutes. That's the maximum the video can be is five minutes. It can be a lot shorter than that, but it can be no longer than five minutes. And it's on a particular thing. So, mine is on well-being, personal development. John is on photography. And it's, and it's more like um, something that we're going to share, maybe something we've done that day that we've learned, something we've tried and, and has, has worked for us, something that we've tried and hasn't worked for us. So it started off with an idea of like a daily journal. And for me, that's kind of turned more into now, even in seven days, it's more like a, a tip of the day, really. It's just something that became relevant to me while I was going about my business that day that I think is relevant to personal development or well-being, and I share that through a video. And, and I'm really enjoying it. And, and I know it's very early stages, but here's another little tip for you. All you've got to do with a challenge, no matter how big that challenge is, is to break it down into different milestones, okay? So the first milestone I had when I started this was we're going to do it for a year. You know, the first one is, well, let's get the first one done. That's the first milestone. And then the second kind of milestone is let's get a full week in. Well, that's happened. We've done a full seven days now, so into a second week. And... This will then lead into, okay, we've done the first day, the first week, then it'll be the first month, um, and then it'll be the first quarter, and then the, then it'll be six months, and we get halfway. So by breaking things down into small pieces, all challenges become simpler, because you're not having to look at it. If I looked at it in its entirety and thought, goodness me, I've got a video every day for 365 days, because that'll include Christmas, it includes when I'm on holiday, it might include days when I'm nowhere near a computer. So straight away you start, if you look at it in that, big scary amount it can it can feel very intimidating but if you break it down into just a video a day it's actually very much easier on your mind but the other thing it does when you're doing a challenge it does get you to think about the problems and and the challenges you might face along the way so one thing i definitely know is yes i can use the nice cameras in the house and i can upload through my computer and that's dead easy you know i've got internet connection and it's quick and it, but what about if i'm out and what if i'm not at home how do i get around that so already even in this first week on saturday i went walking i'll talk more about that in the podcast further on but i knew i wouldn't be home in time to get my video recorded or put up for seven o'clock so i had to find a way of getting that recorded while I was at somebody else's house. So I took my laptop with me, which is fine because they have a house with internet connection. So the next thing I want to test out, and I may well do that before I have to do it, so to try it first, is how do I record a video and upload it just through my phone? So it kind of gives you something that's, that I find really exciting about challenges, which is you've got to always be looking at what you're doing. Can you change it? Can you simplify it? Do you need to add something to this challenge that, to, make it, to, to make it work? Does something need to be taken away from it to make it more efficient? But what I'm 
sort of alluding to here is when you take a challenge on and you're serious about it, you're constantly evaluating where you are and you're constantly looking for ways to improve. So as the challenge goes on, two things I believe will happen. One is the videos we're doing will become more natural and become kind of easier for us to do because it'll become a habit. And the other thing that will happen is the the concept of then doing a, a video every day won't feel like a big thing anymore. It'll become the norm. I suppose that is building a habit. When something becomes normal, as opposed to we feel we have to do it or we're trying hard to do it, when it's habitual, it changes. And I've already seen John's videos change. You know, his first one, I think by his own admission, he felt, you know, he could tell he was a little bit nervous. Um, I'm a bit more experienced with video than John. I'm a bit, I'm a bit more used to it. And it's, I'm quite comfortable with video. As with podcasts, you know, I don't find doing these, writing these podcasts, speaking, these, talking these podcasts out, I don't find this difficult because I quite enjoy doing it. But I didn't always enjoy talking to a microphone. I didn't always enjoy talking. But through practice, through repetition, we get somewhere and we get more skill. And as you develop more skill, there's kind of something happens where your skill starts to seem like you're going through these stages where sometimes you, you don't seem to be doing much, then you'll rock it in something. You'll get a lot better quicker. And that comes with repetition. So this is this is a challenge now, 365 days. If you don't currently follow me on Facebook, um, you should, because you'll get this video every day. Not that you should, that sounds very dictatorial. You should follow me. No, I invite you to follow me on Facebook, Gareth Boot Coaching, and I share my blogs on there. I share my daily video on there, and sometimes an odd post if I'm out and about walking, I'll put on there. So if you're not already um, following me on, on Facebook, I you know, it would be very nice if you did. I would appreciate the follow. So if you go to Facebook, search for Gareth Boot Coaching, you'll find my page. Give it a like, and then every time I do a video, it should pop up on your timeline. So that's that's the first thing I want to talk about, the 365-day challenge. I'm really enjoying it so far, and I'm, I'm especially enjoying it because I'm, I've got John involved, and I, I do like working with John. So that's the challenge bit out of the way. So that's the first bit of what's happened in the last sort of seven days for me. The other thing that has happened, which um, I, I don't know whether I mentioned in the last podcast, uh, is I've started doing a couch to 5K running program. And there's a reason for this. I... I went running a couple of weeks ago and I was horrendous. I, I haven't run for a while. I've been walking a lot, but I haven't run a while. So I started this couch to 5K. And I, I was absolutely clear that I wouldn't change the couch to 5K because what I've got an habit of doing and I've done in the past is I've, I've got a couch to 5K. I followed it, but then the first few seemed too easy. So I've, I've just done my own thing, basically. Although I've said I'm doing couch to 5K in the past, I've not really followed it um, to the letter. But this time I made the decision to follow it to the letter, you know, if it says walk, I'll walk. If it says run, I'll run. If it says do this, I'll do that. If it says do it this day, not that day, I'll do it this day, not that day. Very clear about that when I took this on, which again, I think is something really relevant when you take on anything, whether it's a challenge you set yourself or something you're following. You've got to make the decision to follow it properly because if you don't follow it properly and you do it your own way, you can then not be critical of not getting the results the thing offered you. So this program offers me the chance to do um, a run three times a week based on intervals to start with. So it makes you walk for so long, then run for so long, and then walk for so long, run for so long, and, and it repeats that. And it changes over the eight weeks it takes you to get from couch to be able to do 5K. And the kind of reasoning behind it is if you follow the, the, the program, you should be able to run consistently without stopping for 
about 30 minutes. And if you can run for 30 minutes, you should be covering 5K or there and thereabouts. So you'd have to be, yeah, you will. I mean, and I know, I know I will. My pace is is more than quick enough to cover if I, if I didn't stop while I was running. If I could keep the pace I run at comfortably and do that for 30 minutes, yes, I would definitely cover 5K. So that's the kind of reasoning behind the program. And following that has been, I found it really, really enjoyable. Like I say, I've been out this morning. I did me, me run this morning. And I think this morning I had to run for 1.5 minutes, walk for two minutes, four times. Then it was run for 1.5, walk for 1.5 twice. And then there's a, a warm walk to start with, a walk at warm to end, uh, end it. And it doesn't get me to 5K. So what I then do is I just I just walk. I just walk till I've done me 3.1 miles or 5K. But it was lovely to be out this morning. And it was lovely because... I'm following this program properly. I'm not. Fe- I'm feeling challenged, but I'm not feeling like I'm pushing myself too far. And that is what I've always done wrong in the past with me running. I've pushed myself too far. You end up getting injured. You don't give yourself enough rest days. So I think the concept of being outside and spending some time in fresh air every day is absolutely practical and doable. But I think to run every day, certainly for me, that, that wasn't working. It was actually in some ways towards the back end last year, it was taking me backwards, not going forwards. So this couch to 5K following that is wonderful. And the beauty of it is you put it on, your, it's on my phone and I wear headphones and then it just tells you, it'll say, it'll be like a little ding comes on and it says now run. And then it'll say ding, ding again. It'll say slow down and walk. And it, you know, every now and again, this little lady's voice comes on and say, you're doing great, you know, keep pushing. And it's really, really nice because I don't have to think about anything. All I've got to do is listen to what the, the program tells me and go. I can run music in the background of it, so in between listening to the lady's voice, I am music, and it's a really nice experience because I'm following a program because these people know more than me. You know, they know a bit better than me, don't they? You know, this has been done by professional athletes, not just some lad from Wakefield who tries to make it up as he goes along with his running. So even now, sort of six sessions into this, I'm starting to see the benefit of it, especially um, when I went walking this weekend. Um, I had a bit of an experience that that I went walking in Edale about three weeks ago now, maybe three weeks ago this Saturday, um, so two weeks ago really, in it, you know, and I had a really poor, say four weeks ago, I'm getting it all mixed up, four weeks ago, and I really struggled, and I'd not really eaten properly, and I, I, I did the first deal okay, but then any other deal after that I really struggled on, and that's what got me back into the running. But this weekend we went out walking and we went to Meltham again. We went up to with Rianne, we parked up at Rianne's and the idea was we went we went walking, but this time we wanted to go further. The whole purpose at the moment is we're training towards doing something in June. Um, weather permitting, and I say that, I'll, I'll come back to why I'm saying weather permitting, um, but June weather permitting, we are going to take Rianne and all three of us are going to do the Yorkshire Three Peaks. Now, if you don't know what the Yorkshire Three Peaks is, it's it's kind of like a challenge that's been going for many years. Uh, there's three hills, well, they're actually mountains, technically the mountains got to above a certain height in North Yorkshire, in the Yorkshire Dales, and it is... Uh, um, a hill on a mountain called Pennygen, one called Wernside and one called Ingleborough. And to do those three in a circular fashion is 25 miles. It's 5,200 feet worth of ascent. So it's a tough old walk. And we're going to do that in June. But in order for us to do that, I think, you know, it is sensible that we do a little bit of training. So this weekend, the idea was to go to Meltham, getting a bit of a longer walk, but also getting some hills. So we're, we're practicing going uphill because, you know, there's no point just learning to walk on the flat if you're going to do the three peaks, you know, because a good third of the walk is going uphill. So you, you need to be strengthening those legs. So 
This weekend we set off from Eltham and we walked. We did 19 miles this weekend, which is the longest walk for a while as a, as a threesome. Um, and certainly for me, although I did do quite a long walk um, in January, I did 40 miles in one day. This was a completely different animal. When as soon as you put hills in, you know, not all miles are made equal. You know, if you do a, a mile on the flat, it's a completely different experience doing a mile up a hill. But we're trying to practice the hills, and I'm conscious of this now. So I planned the route this weekend, setting off from Meltham. We walked down over something called Black Hill, which is quite a lump, and you've got to get over that. It's quite a bit of an ascent. Um, before that, we did something called West Nab. So again, going up a hill, down a hill, then across the Black Hill, up a hill, down a hill, because we went further. We went over the cross of over the top of Black Hill to a place called Crowden, and back again, and then looped around something called Digley Reservoir. Lovely walk, lovely day out, tick some boxes. Did we get some hills in? Yes. Um, did we test our kind of um, strength of our legs up hills? Yes. Did we get a bit of a longer walk in? Yes, 19 miles. And the other thing I wanted to do was to spend more time outside. Because the one thing that you you find if you, if you do want to take on longer challenging walks or runs, sometimes it's not the distance that's the issue, it's the amount of time you're actually on your feet. So once you've been on your feet for sort of 10 to 12 hours, no matter how good you are, your feet are going to start to feel it a little bit. So we have to kind of condition our feet to be spending more time stood up and being out. And it was just a lovely day. We had some strange, strange conditions because despite the fact it looked like it could be bad, when we set off, it was quite sunny and warm. And then during the walk, okay, it was 90 miles. I think we did it in about seven hours, maybe just shy of eight, I think, by the time we'd had a stop and a start and got back to Rianne's. But the other thing that, it, that we noticed is the weather was so changeable. You know, one minute it was warm and sunny and we had snow, we had hail and we had a bit of rain, we've had, we had wind. And it was it was one of those days where, you know, you, you often hear that term, don't you? All seasons in one day, four seasons in one day. We pretty much had that. And that's why I say we're going to do three peaks weather permitting. Because we've talked a bit here about challenge this morning, and I've talked about the challenge with the videos. I talked about doing the couch to 5K, which is a challenge to do 5K in eight weeks, to build up to that. Talking about the, the Yorkshire Three Peaks. Things about challenges are, you've got to be clear that some things can stop you doing a challenge. I'm not one of these people that believes that you should do everything through hell or high water, you just get it done when it comes to a challenge. You've got to be you've got to be very mindful of two things. One is your ability to handle certain conditions, and the other is your your safety. So if we rack up in June, and the weather is ridiculously cold, and it looks like it's going to rain for twelve hours, and it's going to be terrible windy conditions, we wouldn't take on the challenge. Why? Because the challenge could be moved. We could do it a week later. We could do it a month later. We'll do it. We'll definitely do it this year, but. And I know sometimes people say, well, it's the only opportunity I've got. Then never risk your health doing a challenge in those conditions. Because I know a bit about walking now, I'm quite capable when it comes to planning routes out, reading conditions, and also reading the people I walk with so I can recognise when people are struggling. It, don't put yourself into harm's way. If you train hard for something, if you put the time into to do the miles with something like a walk, and you know you're going to be fit enough, the next question is, are the conditions going to make it dangerous? Because if you're going up some of the, the hills, I know we're going to walk in the Three Peaks, some of them are, are quite rocky and they can be quite difficult if it's wet. You add wind to that and a bit of being tired and you can have a, a dangerous situation. So weather permitting, we're doing it. And the kind of plan is that we're going to go up there, we're going to, we've booked a, a campsite, so we've got a camp. And I've never camped and done the Three Peaks before. And this will be my seventh time doing it. So I know the route well. 
but I've never camped. So the one thing that I'm a bit conscious of is, you know, what it's going to be like sleeping on a camp, but then getting up, are you going to ache? Because sometimes when, you know, when you're, you're not used to camping and we camp very, very infrequently, you know, if you start to wake up and you're a bit stiff and achy, how's that going to affect your walk? So again, we've not camped, so we're going to camp. So again, the weather's got to be quite good for that because if you spent a full night in a tent that's just hammered with rain and it's dripping through and you've not been able to sleep properly because, you know, you've, you've been woken by thunder and lightning and it's not the most restful way to spend an evening and then do a, a decent walk. So I'm fairly confident the weather will change, but this week has been terrible for it. We saw that bit of weather, but then a friend of mine who is a walking guide shared a picture this morning of actually that area up in, in Yorkshire where the Three Peaks is, a place called Horn in Ribblesdale. He took a picture from that and you could see snow on the top of Wernside. You know, I thought, goodness me, you know, this is, you know, two weeks ago we were walking around in T-shirts and now you've got snowy blizzard conditions again. Anyway, so that was the walk this weekend. And then when we got back to Rianne's, we've started to um, have something to eat when we get back there. So Rianne makes it a little bit of something to eat. And it's a really lovely way to start your day. Get off early, do some miles, spend some time in fresh air, and then come back and then on Saturday, in Saturday's case, it was um, a bit of pasta, a bit of pasta with um, fennel and tomatoes. Very delicious it was too. So, Rihanna, I know she'll be listening to this at some point. So, Rihanna, kudos on your pasta dish. It was very tasty and just what we needed after a, a long 19-mile walk around the hills and areas surrounding uh, Meltham. So, that's kind of a couple of things that have gone on um, this week. And something else I want to talk about, because I'm quite excited about this, do with the book I'm reading. I'm not going to tell you what the book is. You should know my style by now. I don't tell you what the book is until I've read it, consumed it, tried it. But for reasons that are not important right now for the, the context of this podcast, I picked a book up and I started looking at a book that is a book that Sue bought a while ago for something relevant to what she does. And I keep telling her about this book. I, say, I think there's some opportunities in that book. I think if you could read that book and understand it, I think it could make quite a good coaching program I think there's there's something in that I, I I get a sense and I've been saying for a long time for her to do that you know get the get the book read and then you know turn it into your version and make it more modern for t- today's kind of um language because it's this is book that talks about something that's quite old and she she just she didn't seem to have a flavor to do that so the other day I thought do you know what? I'm going to read that book and, and I'm going to see what's in it see whether whether my thoughts are correct well I started reading this book and I'll tell you what it's brilliant and I'm really into it at the moment, to the point that by the end of today, I will have finished it properly. I did want it finished yesterday, but I realised that what I was doing is I was starting to rush a little bit. And I don't know whether you get this. I sometimes get this. I get towards the end of a book, and then it, because the goal comes to finish the book, and I sometimes don't take a lot of notice the last couple of chapters. I don't want to make the mistake with this one, because each chapter is, is like gold to me at the moment. I think, wow, what a thing. I'm learning so much. But as can happen and does happen to me regularly, I read the book and then it brings in a thing. Oh, another book's mentioned. I need to order that book. So I've got a couple of books coming today from Amazon. They should be here today. And this all started from me thinking, I'm going to read that book I've told Sue to read and sort out. I'm going to do it. This book is great. And it's got me thinking about a certain lifestyle and how we live. And it, if, if this comes off, and I believe it will, and I think... My kind of time scale for it is I think within the next three to four weeks, I'll have consumed the information in this book. I'll have read the other books that are relevant to it. And it will involve me making some changes to the way that I do a couple of things, which I'm interested and excited to try. One thing I hope comes across the stuff I do, whether it's the blogs, if you read them, the videos that I share now on Facebook or the podcast is 
I always see myself as like a, a, a student. Um, I'm always studying something. I'm always experimenting with something. And I think it's the only way we learn. When somebody tells you about something, it's one thing to hear about it. You get some understanding of a thing if somebody talks to you about it. So like I talked to you about doing the Yorkshire Peaks in this podcast, you know, I can talk to you about it. I could even give you a lot more detail about what the hills are like and what the routes are like. And, and, and I could even tell you what it feels like. But you wouldn't know truly what it feels like and you wouldn't truly experience it till you'd experienced it. Then it would make a lot more sense. And I think what can happen, and I know it's happened to me in the past, is we read something and because we've read it or watched it or heard about it, we think we've experienced it, but we really haven't. And there's no better example of this than when you get people who watch cookery programmes. I used to watch a lot of cookery programmes. One of my favourite chefs was Keith Floyd. God rest his soul, he's dead now, but Keith Floyd got me into cooking. And then soon after him, a guy called Rick Stein came out and then Jamie Oliver, I'm sure everybody knows who Jamie Oliver is, and you probably have heard of Rick Stein and and um, Keith Floyd. But I used to sometimes sit there watching their food saying, oh, that looks so tasty. And at the end of it, I almost felt I'd experienced eating the dish. But I hadn't because I'd only watched him doing it. But then when I started to follow some of the stuff they'd done, follow the recipes, you get a whole different understanding. And that's what I'm doing with this book at the moment. I'm reading it. I am, even this morning, I've brought one of the practices that the book talks about in and it, I've enjoyed it. But by reading something, you don't, you've got the knowledge, you learn the knowledge, but you've got to then take that knowledge and turn it into experience for it to really lock in and mean something to you. So I'm excited about this book. And I think, as I say, within four weeks, I should be able to give you some indication on this podcast, what it's about. And like I say, I'll probably share some stuff on the videos as well. So there's, I feel really good today. I have to say some, some Wednesdays because it's, we call it the hump day, don't we? And you can kind of think, oh, you know, the week's dragging. I think this week's felt better because bank holiday, wasn't it, on Monday? And on Monday, I went to see my mum. I haven't seen my mother for a while. And sometimes when I go to see my mother, it can be quite a strange experience because we don't share a lot of the same values, me and my mother. You know, my kind of love of walking, being outside and health, she doesn't she doesn't share that. I think that would be that would be safe to say. You know, she likes to sit in a house a lot. She likes to eat quite a bit. She likes to have a drink, which I don't do. So sometimes I can find my interactions with her somewhat challenging because if something comes up that's kind of not in line with their values that I talk about, she can sometimes, you know, you know what I'm talking about. We don't fall out, but sometimes we have conversations that, you know, because we, we have to agree to differ sometimes. But I haven't seen her for 12 months because of the lockdown. And I went there this weekend and I just really enjoyed seeing her. It's a while since I've seen her. She's always a bright, bubbly character and uh, you know, I like that about her. I love that about her, actually. And I saw my sister as well. My sister, I've not seen her for a while. Saw my sister, saw my mum and I saw my niece. And it was lovely to see him. But I'll tell you what I had missed, which I didn't realise, is I actually missed driving across to the coast. Because we live in Wakefield and you know the coast is 70 miles down a motorway and a bit of B road. And just to go there and 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 enjoy the drive, which I, I don't, I haven't done for a while. I've realised the lockdown has caused me to enjoy driving more. The last time this weekend, driving to Rianz, I love the drive to Meltham. It's a really pleasant drive. When we go to Edale, we've been to Edale this, since the lockdown's baited a bit. And again, I've enjoyed the drive. I've realised that what the lockdown has done for me, by, by taking away driving as much as I did, because I did drive quite a bit when before the lockdowns were here, I've now gone back and I'm seeing it in different eyes. I'm really enjoying the drive and I'm really making that part of the day. 
So although when we go to my mother, yes, the, the main purpose of going there was to visit my mother, I thought I want to enjoy the full day. So not just enjoy the visiting, I want to enjoy the drive there. And, and we got the chance to go over and we didn't go straight to my mum's. We went to, um, she lives in Bridlington, which if you don't know where Bridlington is, it's on the East Coast. If you're from the UK, you'll know where Bridlington is. But if you're not from the, the UK and you listen to this, I know some of you from America and other parts of the world, it's the East Coast of England. And she she lives there. And on that same East Coast, there's a place called Flamborough, which is a really tiny fishing village. And I spent many years there in a holiday home. We used to have a caravan there. And I spent many, many days at that place. And it was the first time I've been to Flamborough for, for what must be two years now. And I really just enjoyed spending some time. We parked up, we walked around the, the cliffs a little bit just to get some fresh air before we went to my mum's because we knew we wouldn't be um, spending a lot of time outside with my mum. She wouldn't come walking with us. So we thought, let's go to the coast. So we got to see the sea and get that sea air. And I really enjoyed that. And it's it's something that I hope we all experience. Now we're coming out of lockdown a little bit that we go back and maybe this time away from things has helped us appreciate it a bit more. I'm appreciating me driving. A little bit of a break from seeing my mother, because normally I see her three or four times a year, but not seeing her for 12 months. I've really appreciated seeing her and my sister and my, and my niece. Going to Flamborough, I've not been there for two years, I really appreciate it again. Sometimes when we take a break from something, we can go back to it and see it in a completely different way. And that's something I challenge you to do. Because what I did this morning while I was running... I was mindful that this is a route I do all the time. It's the same route I follow every day. And there's a reason I follow it. One is because it's it's I don't have to cross any roads. Basically, I set up from my house and I go on the pavement. And I, apart from a real small access road, I don't have to cross any roads. So it's, it, I never have to stop much. But because I do it so often, sometimes we don't, I don't appreciate it. So this morning, I tried to be very much more self-aware and conscious of everything on the route. That noticing the houses I run past more, noticing the way the road curves, noticing how the pavement fell on my feet, noticing the view when I get, I'll go around the corner down the hill and I kind of see this, this kind of a, a bit of a view across, I suppose, what we're we going towards, what are you be going across that way? Heading towards Castleford and, and, and Normanton and that way. And there's kind of, the sun comes up in front of me when I'm, when I'm running. So as I'm running, it's coming up. And it, so it's lovely. But sometimes I've, I realise I've not been appreciating it. So I went back to it and I thought, be mindful of that. And it had this real impact on me in the fact that I enjoyed the run. I, I was more mindful of everything around me. So I had more of a sense, sensory experience. You know, what could I smell? What could I see? What could I feel? What, 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 and it, it's something when you've not done something for a while, you can go back and appreciate it in a different way. But I think you can also be mindful that you want to show something more appreciation and you can do that even if you're doing it regularly. So like the mother experience and the visit to the coast was good because I'd not done it for a while. But this morning's run was good because I was conscious and wanting to experience it in that almost like almost fresh way. And you can do this. It's not something that's difficult. You just have to be aware of it and you have to do it mindfully. So there's a lot of talk in the, in person development about being mindful. It makes a huge difference. And you can be mindful about anything. You know, think about the next time you're going to have a meal instead of just shoveling it down your throat as fast as you can get it in your mouth. What about savouring it a bit more, being mindful of what you're eating, slowing down, taking more note of what it feels like in your mouth, what it smells like, tastes like. It makes a big difference. And I think it's something I have noticed. I've, I have been mindful to be more mindful recently and it's starting to to really become something that I'm, I'm, I'm becoming clear that it's, it's helping me see things in a different way, in a much more enjoyable way.
Even doing this podcast this morning, I thought, instead of just getting down there and rattling off, you know, 35, 40 minutes worth of something, I was just seeing it, enjoy it. Sat here today in my office, got my little lovely microphone to talk into, and just enjoying the process. I'm mindful of things. I'm mindful at the moment. The office is a little bit cold because I've got my eater turned off because me, it makes a racket, so I couldn't put it on and record it. I'm mindful of that. Um, the other thing I'm mindful of today as we approach um, the weekend again is because it was May Day, this May is when spring really starts to um, unfold. I don't know what it's like where you are. If you're in the UK, maybe similar conditions to me, but if you're other parts of the world, I don't know what it is in different parts of the world from, from a seasonal perspective. But this morning when I was out, I went past a tree. This tree is huge. It's a massive conker tree. Horse, chestnut, conker, is it the same thing? Anyway, it's massive. And it's in an estate which is relatively new. The estate's been here about 10, I think it's 15 years that estate's been here, maybe a little bit longer. But certainly this tree is so big, there's no way it can have been planted when that estate was built. It's clearly been, the estate has been built around the tree. But this morning, I noticed that, because I had this added awareness, I noticed that a couple of weeks ago, I was mindful that the, the trees were just starting to put a little bit of bud on. You know, they, they were still kind of all like skeletal-like, but they had little buds on the end, little bits of buds appearing. That tree now is in full, full leaf. It's an amazing sight. It's huge. And I, today I was sat thinking, wow, I sat, I was walking past it because I was doing my cool down at the end of my run. I thought, look at the size of that tree. It's massive. And I really appreciate it. So summer's here now. We're into May, and yes, the conditions, I'm afraid, are a bit variable at the moment. We've got snowy, I've got rain, but the conditions are going to get better. And this is a wonderful time now to be embracing, being outside, Think about things I've talked about today. Going and doing um, the, the three peaks, walking at the coast with my mother, you know, taking on the, the couch to 5K. All this stuff is outside, done outside. And I'm hopeful I'm going to do a few of my videos outside as well. As That's one of the reasons and one of the, the ideas around doing the videos every day is maybe if I can do when I'm out and I'm walking. But being outside, I say it a lot, it's so good for us. I feel so good. I feel so energised today and bouncy. And what I already know today is because I've done the right thing this morning and I've got me running and I've got me shower and I've had me, me water this morning and I'm ready for the day. So straight away now I can feel this podcast just easing out of me. No effort. Because we're setting ourselves up to win. And this is what that book I'm talking about has got is something to do with that in that. So maybe I'm like that today because I've read the book and I'm trying some things in the book. I'm excited to be sharing that with you. But like I said, I don't be too hasty. It's going to take me another week to really study this properly. And then I reckon another couple of weeks after that to practice a bit. But I'm really excited about what this could mean. Because I think it could be a new way to to share with you that could could make some of the things you may be doing that are a struggle, less of a struggle. And that's what I've always been about. My stuff, well-being, personal is how do we how do we have a more comfortable, happy, healthy life? That's it. How do we do that? And I do that in my life. I'm always looking for ways, always experimenting with things. For that reason, I'm always looking for the optimum ways to be happier, healthier, and, and more comfortable in life. And I think that's something that will never leave me. And I hope it doesn't because it's in striving to find that when you make your improvements. So how long have you been going there? 35 minutes. Well, I hope you've enjoyed that. I don't think there's anything else I need to mention to you this week. No, I think we're, I think we're there. I think we're done. We've mentioned everything we need to mention. So listen, thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, if, I mentioned it earlier, but if you don't 
following me Facebook page. I really would appreciate it. I have to say, it's something I'm trying to push this year without having to kind of be in everybody's face and, and market it too much. I want to see if it'll grow a bit organically. Gareth Book Coaching on Facebook, give that page a like. And also the other thing that I've been doing, these videos are going up to Facebook, they're also going to YouTube. And um, it, I would really appreciate some subscribers on YouTube because at the moment there's nothing on there. That's not even a platform I'm looking at very often. But again, I want to grow that as well. So if you don't currently follow me on Facebook and you don't subscribe to my channel on YouTube, it would be really nice if you could. Okay, there you go. Thank you for listening. Until the next podcast, you take care.